welcome to Soberolic, a podcast dealing with hope, healing, and happiness with your hosts, Roger Bose and Jason Rice. Jason, how are you doing today? Well, good. Uh, you know, me and my wife just uh, bought our first house, so we're busy, busy with all that stuff. Uh, you know, money flying out everywhere and, you know, just a lot going on with that. Lots going out, very uh, little coming in. Yes. Huh? <laughs> I know that the first time I bought a house, that's how I felt. Like, I, everything was an expense. So, And I, like, I, since I'm older than my wife, like, I'm acting like I know what I'm doing, but I don't know what I'm doing at all. How so. much older are you than Dakota? <laughs> 12 years older. 12 years. Yeah. So did y'all have to take a diaper bag on your first date? <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so today we got a pretty good show, or I believe we're going to have a good show. It's an interesting topic, and I don't know that we've really got the answers, but we're going to try to talk about it anyway. And so there may be dis- disagreements between even even between us yeah, here. Yeah, could be. Uh, I, as I was looking through Facebook, you know, where else do you get entertainment from? I, I ran across an article, and it talked about churches ser- serving beer to lure people in. And I've always been one to reach the unchurched people because I was that guy that you would have never brought me into a regular church service. Mm-hmm. And especially being Baptist, uh, you would never have got me into a church that was Baptist. And I remember the first time I went to the church, the guy, the preacher who was preaching that day was barefoot. He was a young guy, probably in his 20s, the youth pastor. Hmm was uh, preaching in place of the regular preacher, and he was barefooted preaching on stage. And it wasn't because he was holy. It was just because he was lazy and didn't want to put his shoes on. (laughs) And I was like, man, this is my kind of place. It's laid back. And, you know, we're from country town, Alabama, so it's all backwards, and it was cool. And and that kind of was enough to welcome me in. And so I, I look at this topic of, of serving beer to people to have a conversation about Jesus with them. And you and I kind of began talking a little bit about that, of, of was it okay to kind of do this mm-hmm. or not okay? Uh, most churches today really lean heavy on the hospitality aspect of getting people in. Let's give them uh, donuts. Let's give them yeah. coffee. Yeah. And now we're saying let's give them beer. <laughs> <laughs> and so is it okay for Christians to drink? That's kind of the topic today. So is it is it okay for Christians to drink, or is it okay for churches? Which question do you want to do first? You want to do the, is it okay for churches to serve beer to get people into a Bible study? Well, let's start there. Yeah, huh? let's, let's talk about that one first. That one is just seems like full of landmines to me. There just seems like so many things that could go wrong with that. Number one... What if the, the the newcomer that you have come to your Bible study, your beer and Bible study event that's sponsored by the church? Beer and Bible study. Yeah. That doesn't even roll off your tongue well. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they, I'm sure if you went and looked up on the internet, they probably got some pretty catchy Bibles names. Bibles and brewskis. Yeah. They probably got some catchy names. And because uh, I know this is not, this is actually a fairly common thing. Uh, I went looking looking on the internet the other night, and I found a bunch of them. A whole lot of so, them. Been going on for a few years. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, you know, if you have somebody to come to that, what, what if that person, you know, struggles with alcoholism? You know, you as the church, you don't know because they're new. You know, so what if they struggle with alcoholism, and there you are. 
serving them and giving them something that they already struggle with. Yeah, or what happens if someone has too much? Who's getting the Uber home? Yeah, right? I mean, that would. There's some people that. I mean, do you really want to get tipsy with your church family? I mean, but I mean, maybe I'm playing the devil's advocate here. Coming from a Baptist church, we always do potlucks. We always eat a lot, right? Yeah, We're known yeah. for it. And I'm, I've talked to many pastors, and they always pat that big old belly and go, you know what this is? A chicken graveyard, you know? <laughs> Talking about the fried chicken they're eating. Yeah. And so I don't know. I mean, I look for someone who struggles with food as an addiction because yeah. we always talk about a lot of addictions. Is it okay to throw out the food in front of someone who's struggling with food then? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. It's it, difficult is that, to answer. Is that the, I mean, are, is that the same thing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could look at that as the same thing. You're you're in enabling one of their addictions in both cases. It's a difficult subject that we're we're walking into here, and almost scared to walk in it. To be honest with you, because yeah. I, I could see both viewpoints from it. I know from someone who has struggled with with drinking themselves. I say, you know, for me, there's no way that I could drink. It just it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. And then you look at someone who, who may have a food addiction or struggle with food, binge eating, or, or something along those lines. They have to eat, whereas someone who drinks doesn't necessarily have to drink. Yeah. yeah. And so I can see some separate. So, yeah, I, I don't know. For me— my opinion about whether a church should serve alcohol to try to draw lost people in is no. I just I see too many downsides and not enough upsides to it. I mean, is it is it a sin for a church to do that or is it wrong? I don't know. I I, I w- I'm not going to go that far and say that it's something that is wrong, but. I would never do it um, because I just don't think that there's as much benefit in it as there is risk. And I guess I kind of fall in the same boat with you there. I don't think it's. I think there's better ways of reaching the lost yes. people than serving beer. Uh, one 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 thing that I you know I think of when we're talking about this topic is close to where we live or semi-close there's a place called Florabama and they actually have a church there I've been there on a Sunday now they're not serving beer there but it's inside of a place kind of wild because when you go from the what they use as their sanctuary to the restrooms there's like bras hanging all over the (laughs) ceiling so it's pretty weird everybody's closing their eyes during the worship service (laughs) it's it's very much different and so uh, there's a lot of places that kind of do that thing we'll meet you at the bar to do a church service but not Mm. drink whiskey doing it yeah and i don't think any of these places to be fair are drinking while they're reading the bible study usually the drinking happens after the um the the study and so we're focusing on the word and we're following up with the drinks but um i say all that to say that i believe that there are just better ways of of maybe reaching the lost maybe meeting where they're at uh, in a bar or whatever, but without without the drinking, not bring a, a a vice in there that someone else may be stumbling with. Yeah, which brings us to the other question I had a minute ago was: Is it okay for Christians to drink? Mm. So, what do you think? Well, I mean, 
I don't see anywhere in Scripture where it says that alcohol in and of itself is wrong. I mean, we know in biblical times, you know, alcohol was, was drank. I mean, it was just a fact back then. Um, a lot of times because water was just not as healthy and uh you know the, the the alcohol had had did have a lot of medicinal prop properties that were used back then um but i mean I, I for me i don't think alcohol drinking alcohol is a sin but i do think there are a lot of ways that it can become a sin depending on how you drink and so you know I'm I'm Southern Baptist, and you know I'm sure there's a lot of Baptists and that think that drinking is wrong, even though most Baptists, you know, uh, probably drink in their closet, their closet drinkers or whatever. But um, you know, I know for me that drinking is wrong because I, I have a an alcoholic tendency when I drink. And uh, the same with drugs. You know, I, I can't I can't drink just one beer and call it quits. It's just not possible. I've tried it a bunch of times and it never <laughs> works out. So I know it is a sin for me um, because I know I know what will happen. I won't just have one. But I, I don't think just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you you cannot drink alcohol and that it is a sin. I don't think that. Well, I think sometimes uh, we we look at the word alcohol and we talk about drinking, and, and it's almost like I hear this that scripture of that money is the root of all evil. How it's misquoted so much as saying that money is the root of all evil. It's actually the love of money mm, is the root yeah. of all evil, and. Maybe you could use that same kind of idea here with the drinking. It's not the the alcohol is the root of the evil. It's the love of the alcohol. Right. And that's, for me, is like you were talking about it becomes a sin for me to drink because I, I do fall in love with it, and it becomes my God. And, yes. And I have done anything in this world to get more of it. And for it's certainly a sin for me. Do I know of other people who drink? Do I consider them sinners, if you will, because they're drinking a beer or drinking a mixed drink or any of those things? And I would have to say no. I don't believe that it's wrong. But there are times that I believe that it's not a good idea oh, for yeah. me to drink. And, I, and Paul talks a little bit about that. Uh, where I found in, in Romans, I think he talks about it in Romans 14, Verses 13, where he talks about that we should stop passing judgment on one another instead make up our mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. And he goes on to talk about food and practices there, but it doesn't make sense for me to be drinking. Well, maybe I'm not a good example here. It's not a good idea for me to drink, period. But for someone who could drink, it may not be the best idea for them to drink with me. And right. I say that because it becomes a stumbling block for me because I feel like I'm supposed to drink socially with them because they're drinking. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to play the victim or anything. I'm just trying to use it in, a, in an illustration that makes sense. Right. But I don't want to cause my brother to stumble. So and, like if you're in a public situation or you're in a social drinking situation, you don't know that somebody there might struggle with alcoholism. Exactly. And by you drinking around them, you could be tempting them. 
Right, and, and they don't, may not even know the whole story. You, they may already be an alcoholic and already be a closet drinker, like you talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And if they see the pastor or their Sunday school teacher, someone else drinking, well, then they're going, well, it's okay for me to drink because they drink. Yeah, and they've now they've got, got a reason to justify their drinking because everybody else is drinking. Yeah, if we are Christians, we're supposed to be different, right? And if we're going to be the light of the world, we should do things that to build people up, to encourage them. And sometimes that may not be the best way of doing that. Yeah, so both of us can agree that the act of drinking alcohol in and of itself is not necessarily a a sin. Correct. But it could become one. Easily. And I think the way it becomes one is through what is your motivation behind drinking. You know, like if you... I mean, I don't even want to get into specific scenarios here because that just seems like a rabbit hole. But I think when you're drinking to intentionally change your mood, I think you're starting down a path that, as a Christian, you don't want to go down. Would you agree? I think that you're spot on with it. Um, When we're having a bad day or bad things are happening in our life, are we running to the Lord or are we running to a whiskey bottle? Mm, I think that that is one way we could differentiate what's going on. What what has become our idol there? Right. And so, you know, what's your motivation? And then also, you know, it's also just another area that, that the enemy can use as a stronghold in your life. So you you may be a moderate drinker that just occasionally has a drink or two socially or with your wife or, or whatever while you're grilling out or something like that. But say you have an unforeseen tragedy that strikes in your life that, that brings you a lot of pain and suffering, and then that that alcohol is, is a, becomes a stronghold in your life. It's a foothold that the enemy has in your life, and then he can just use that just to bust the doors wide open on you. I, I've I've actually seen that in in several of my friends where they were they were never heavy drinkers, but they had a, a tragedy strike, and then that's the way um, you know the the enemy used to get in there. So there are risks involved when it comes to drinking, regardless of, of, of why we drink. If we choose to drink, there are risks that we may become alcoholic like I have yeah. or you have. Yeah. Um, but the fact of the matter is people just don't associate beer and Christian be, uh, behavior together. Most of the time, not. <laughs> and I, I've really not ever seen anyone's life become better from drinking. Right. Yeah. And so the question would have to be, why do I drink? Right. And I mean, I, I'm reminded of that, that uh, verse in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, where Paul is telling the Corinthians, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. So just because you can do something doesn't mean that it's going to benefit you. And for me, I really land on the side of there's more risk involved if you're a Christian that regularly consumes alcohol um, because I mean we're we're all sinners, you know we're all we're all subject to fleshly desires, and I and I've seen Christians and I've been one of those people that like oh so this is not wrong so I'm gonna push the envelope on it as far as I can. So for me, I mean I think I land more on the side of there, there's just more risk than there is benefit for it. 
as a Christian, I guess you've got to look at it. And if you believe that drinking is permissible, that you could do it if you chose to, that there's nothing wrong with it, then there's almost the, the list you make of the pros and cons. Does the pros outweigh the cons? Right. And and that's where you make your decision at. Is it beneficial here or is it not? Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's the bottom line because there's – I mean, the, the list to me of the risk is, you know, if I wasn't an alcoholic, I'm saying, and I was just a Christian that didn't have a substance abuse problem, you know, the list would just be a lot longer that are the risk than, you know, the benefits. I mean, there's so many we didn't even talk about, like hurting your witness and, and, and others that we didn't even go into. One of those is drunkenness. As Christians, I mean, it it tells us clearly in the Word of God that we're not supposed to be drunken, that we should be of sober mind. And so what does it look like for a Christian to be drunk? I know, like here in Alabama, where we're from, state law says a DU, you know, driving under the influence is Mm .08, but that's a a state law, a man-made law. And God doesn't really outline what it looks like to be drunk drunk um drunkenness if you will so what does that look like for us yeah that's that's sort of a gray area because you know you can't do it by drinks because you can have a like a big guy that can drink 10 and 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 he still seems the same or you can you can have a you know somebody that's smaller drink one drink and be tipsy or or even drunk off a drink or two you know so it's, it's it's really comes down to you knowing, you know, what your well. Then how do you know what your limit is until you get drunk? And it's you've just, already sinned. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's you're hard. in this. You start in a place where it's not sinful, but then you could easily cross the line to where it becomes sinful. Yeah. And so, as a Christian, does it make sense for us to play? In, in that arena to where we can mm-hmm. easily become sinful just trying to find the line. Right, yeah, and that and that goes back to the whole, you know, I'm going to push the envelope thing. And, I mean, I think that's what the Corinthians were doing a lot. And a lot of a lot of Paul's writings deal with them trying to push the envelope. Let's see how much I can get away with here. And if we're really seeking after the Lord and trying to be a light and a witness in, in our world, then we should really try to get away from that line and, and be more holy in everything that we do and try to be more like Christ. And I don't think that Christ was trying to see where he where the limits were. Right. I, I mean, we know that he knew the limits, <laughs> yeah. but you know, we don't see him testing the boundaries. Right. And I guess that's really our flesh speaking to us. We're trying to always find the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And if we find ourselves in that place of trying to trying to push the limits, then we, we see that we're not really in God's will. We're just doing self-will at that point. Mm. Yeah. Well, guys, that kind of wraps up our show today. I don't know if it was really clear answers for you, more probably of our opinions and, and what we see from the Word of God. And there's certainly more than what we shared with you written about it there. And if you're on the fence of whether you should drink or not drink as a Christian, I, I would tell you the first place I would look is in the Bible. There's no better place to look than the Word of God for the answer. Uh, you can't always listen to your preacher. You can't always listen to a podcast host, but you can certainly believe what the Holy Spirit shows you in the Word of God. Mm. 
And so we would love to, to hear from you here at our show at SoberholicPodcast at gmail.com. We'd like to hear your questions. Uh, we'd like to hear your comments on it. I'm sure that you've got comments, and I'm sure we'll get tons of email over this segment <laughs> yeah, yeah. of what you believe and what, how we're wrong. And um, whether we, you believe that we're right or wrong, we want to hear your comments at SoberholicPodcast at gmail.com. And so there's one more show, Jason. Uh, we're wrapping this one up. I'm Roger. I'm Jason. We're signing off.